Hello, this is the Dumpster Fire Diary. I'm your host, Bobby Ort. My mission with the Dumpster Fire Diary is to reassure people that they're not alone. We all go through pain, setbacks, and struggles, and usually it's those experiences that transform us into the people we are today. Today's guest wants her story to be one that inspires others to be brave enough to admit their life's deepest desires and to be courageous enough to take action. Jessica Smith Dos Santos. Well, thank you for being my guest today. It is my pleasure. I love the title of your podcast. That is so, so much fun. I figure everybody has a good dumpster fire story. So seriously, and hopefully some dumpster fire stories that they learned something from. So people would hopefully. hear those and then, you know, be like, Oh, other people go through these things too. You know. That's right. I love it. Tell me a little bit about yourself. So I am a retired nurse. I started off as this sparkly eyed uh, girl back in high school, just with a huge heart to help people. And when we were exploring what we were going to be doing for our future careers, I got sold on the idea that nursing was what I was supposed to do because I had a heart to help people and nurses help people. And so that started my path. Um, of helping people. I, I dedicated myself to nursing school and I served at my local hospital for 17 years. Uh, some of those years as a cardiac nurse, I did about nine years in the emergency room. And I'll tell you what, that experience um, of serving in the hospital just really grew me. It not only did it like shatter my innocence, but it also really gave me perspective, right? It showed me what the real world was about. And it grew me in ways where I had deep, deep compassion for humans. And especially in the ER, I learned about the depths of human suffering, like with alcoholism and drug abuse and um, poor life choices, all of the things that kind of generally end land people in the ER. And so that was kind of the birthplace of, you know, back in high school and then a 17 year nursing career that challenged me, broke me, grew me, um, all of the things. It was an incredible 17 year journey. That's, that's amazing. I'm, I'm not a nurse, but I've been a paramedic for 15 years. And so I can relate to a lot of that and perspective. You talk about that, you know, perspective is so important and I'm grateful that, you know, having that healthcare background and really seeing suffering, it, it does give you perspective. So thank you. Thanks for sharing. Um, well, tell me more about your journey from there. So, uh, you know, during that journey, I became a mom, I became a nurse first. And then during that journey, I became a mom. And once I became a mom, my values shifted a little bit and my heart was pulled towards my kids. And the more I served at the hospital and the older my kids got, I got to a point where my marriage was really suffering, my marriage with their, their father, and we made the choice to get divorced, which meant that I was only going to be with my kids 50% of the time uh, that I would normally be with them had I not made that choice. And then I discovered that 50% of that time I did have them. Some of those times I had to find a babysitter because I had to go to work. And at that point, uh, being a single mom, raising babies, working at the hospital, 
I reached that, it was, it was literally that dumpster fire point, right? When, when I heard the title of your podcast, the dumpster fire, I was like, oh, MG, that is the perfect title for some of those pivotal moments in my life. Like I felt like I was literally in a dumpster fire. Um, I was working in the emergency room. I was honestly not handling the stress, um, of the job very well. My heart desired to be with my children. I, I felt like I was missing out, um, on their childhood. And I also really longed for partnership. You know, I was, I was a single mama, but I was like, you know, I, I had a dream. I had a dream for the way I wanted to live my life and being a single mom was not it. And so I was just really exploring like, who am I? And then I had those moments where I felt so incredibly guilty because from the outside looking in, I had achieved my dream job. I was working as a nurse. I had these two beautiful children. I had the home, I had the dogs, like really from society's uh, checklist, I had it all. But I also struggled with the woman that I saw in the mirror because I was not joyful. I was not excited about my life. I was not enjoying the journey of being a mom and my physical health was really suffering. I, um, enjoyed too much wine and all things sugar and my booty showed it <laughs> for sure. So I really think that that title of dumpster fire really summed it up for me at that moment. Yeah, I can relate, you know, I've in so many ways, probably more than we'll get into right now. Just that, that feeling of burnout, that feeling of mom guilt, mom guilt is real. And so tell me more about what, what did you decide to do from there, from your dumpster fire time experience? <laughs> yeah, it was in the middle of like hanging out in the dumpster fire that I realized that, you know, my, my dreams changed. And I think in that moment, I wasn't giving myself permission to want something different because from the moment in high school and the dreams that I had for my life, I had achieved them all. And I felt that enormous guilt because I didn't give myself permission to want something new or to want something different. And so in that moment, I think what really shifted for me was giving myself permission to want something new and then being brave enough to explore, like, what do I really want? And so often, you know, in my life, people have asked, well, what do you want? And I'm like, well, I want the house and I want the car and I want the kids and I want to be a good wife and I want to be a good mom. It was all that stuff that, you know, you look in the magazine and the magazine tells you, you be a size two and have the kids and the white picket fence. And, and I had very much bought into that idealism of what society thinks I should want and what my parents think I should want. And it was a time in my life where I said, you know what, F this because I created the life that everybody else thought that I should want. And here I am feeling insanely guilty for not wanting it. Um, so giving myself permission to want what I wanted and what my heart desired more than ever was to serve people in a really meaningful way. And I had to get real with the fact that the work that I was doing as a nurse, of course it was valuable. And there's no doubt that I served people but the truth was I wasn't serving people in the way that I was designed to. I was put here to do something greater. And the, the limited amount of time that I had with my patients in the hospital setting was not serving my soul's purpose. 
And so I had a deep desire to serve in on a much higher level in a much deeper way. And I also had this insane pull to be with my kids as much as possible because I brought them into this world so that I could share my life with them so that I could mold them so that I could guide them through life's teachable moments. And like I mentioned, I, I felt like I was missing their childhood and that was not what I had envisioned for myself. And so I did the brave thing and I decided to start my own business in the midst of single momhood. Um, I got into the rental business and I renovated uh, a property and I was renting it to traveling medical staff. And I also launched a coaching business right at about the same time. So, you know, I, I mean, in that moment, you think about those pivotal moments of life. And if I had wanted an excuse to not do the brave thing and to not do the hard thing, I had it. Because as a single mom making a decent income as a nurse serving my what was once a dream job, I very easily could have just stayed where I was, right? And that would not have been the brave thing. And so I went ahead and said, screw the excuses. I have a really different life that I want to create for myself. And if I'm going to do that, I have to take a step. So talk to me about that time. Obvious emotions come up. Uh, like, you know, fear, are you going to be able to provide for your children? Like, you know, you probably, like you said, had a decent living being a nurse, you're leaving that stability, that comfort, what, what kind of shifts in your mentality? Was it, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Did you take on real estate as a method to get into coaching? Was that like the fears and the, the things that surround making that transition? It's probably not just day one, I'm doing this and day two, I have this coaching business and I'm self-sustainable. Oh yeah. That, that's a great question. Like a lot of this journey has very much been what I describe as butt pucker, right? Like <laughs> their cheeks are a little squeezed and you're a little nervous and you're like, Oh God, I hope this works out. <laughs> it was definitely a lot of those, uh, those moments. And, and, Absolutely. I had those fears. Like there were moments of like, what in the hell am I doing? Because I do have a decent job. I have the life that I had imagined. What am I doing? And the truth was every time I checked in with my soul, my soul said, the universe is calling and you must grow. And I knew that that was going to be scary. I knew that it was going to push me outside of my comfort zone. And I also knew that I needed a little bit more relief financially. And so I um, decided to rent out one of the, the rooms in my house as a starter. And the very first nurse that I hosted, her name was Stephanie. She, to this day, she and I are still very best friends. And she and I got to talking. I was like, you know, this like rental for traveling staff is kind of a good gig because I get to meet new people. I get to serve the people who are serving my community. Like it was definitely a transition step in between of like, how can I serve on a different level? And she's the one who actually sparked the idea in me. So I like, I, I was so scared because I decided to refinance my, my home and pull the equity to make the investment. And it was one of those things like, if this doesn't work, this is going to be one of the most glorious financial mistakes of my entire life. And um, it was scary. It came with, you know, uh, the challenges from my family who are concerned about what I was doing. And then I had the flip side of the support from the people who said, you know, you, you have to follow through with what's on your heart. And 
it was always those like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Like, let me get okay with worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, this totally bombs. I have a bigger mortgage. I pick up extra shifts at the hospital and I, I fight through it. I'm never going to end up homeless and not being able to feed my children. And as long as worst case scenario was better than that, I was like, what do I have to lose? The flip side of that is if I don't do this, what's the price? Because there was a price of discomfort and of financial commitment and it it was scary. But the truth was the price of staying where I was, was much too high because we are all designed to serve a greater mission and to serve in a way that we were designed to. And if we're not doing that, we will always feel that pull. And in those moments when I was terrified and wondering like what the hell I was doing and should I keep going? I just remembered number one, why am I doing this? Because I want to serve people in a way that creates a ripple of positivity on this, on this planet. And I want to be a present mother for my children to help them navigate life. And I knew that if I didn't do it, I would not serve either of those purposes. And when I fast forwarded my life and thought, okay, if I don't do this and I'm three days away from death, what's the conversation in my head going to be versus if I do, and I'm three days away from death, I'm going to be able to say, I effing lived. I lived. And yeah, sometimes maybe I've made mistakes, but, um, I, I connected with, uh, another coach, her name was Christine Hassler. And there's something that she said that always stuck with me was, um, she said, you know, there are no wrong decisions. There is only a decision. And then you start getting feedback. And if you find that the feedback is not what you are looking for, then you make another decision and you keep moving forward. And I think that that specific piece of advice is part of what kept me feeling courageous enough to take the next step. And, uh, that was about four years ago. And since then I, uh, met my husband, he's this tall, beautiful, uh, six foot three man from Brazil. And sometimes he and I have to, uh, Google translate, even though we've been together for three years because English is his third language. And he supported me in growing my coaching business so that now I serve people, not just to learn how to take medications and deal with disease, but to learn how to heal their bodies and to learn how to create new lifestyles that get them off of diabetes medications and help improve hypertension and get rid of high cholesterol and, and really empowering them to learn to be in control of their own health and getting to hear my clients every day being brave and fighting through those challenges that it takes to change their lifestyle so that they create a whole new story for their future is so inspiring to me. It's more inspiring than, than it ever has been in my nursing career. And I feel like my soul is serving its purpose. And I swear, if you looked at pictures of me three years ago, compared to now, like I've reversed aged, like living my mission. But I love that you talked about, uh, that quote, Christine Hassler, is that right? She, about feedback and often so many people, and I was one of those people for so long, you take feedback as something that like paralyzes you, like that you should stop instead of maybe just shift your course. And I love that, that's great advice. Yeah, it was pivotal for me for sure. And 
I just can't tell you how much, once I made that decision, once I, like what it took for me was to make a decision, right? And making a decision is giving death to all other options. And that's why making a decision is scary because you know that you've given death to all the other options out there. But had I not like in the midst of the dumpster fire made the decision to create a different future for myself, I would still be sitting in that dumpster fire wondering what if. Yeah, totally. That the way you just said it makes so much more sense. Tony Robbins often says you have to burn the bridge burn the boats, you know, that got you there. And I like that never really clicked with me, but what you just said clicks so much better. I like that. You know, you have no other option. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, since then it, it took me about eight months in serving people in health as a coach to, uh, be able to retire from my 17 year nursing career. And that was over a year ago. So for the last year of my life, I have been connecting in my marriage. I've been serving my children and their life journey. I've been connecting with other, uh, people in their health, helping them improve their diabetes and lose weight and gain energy. And one of my clients specifically really sticks in my head. Her name's Barbara. And she told me that when we first started coaching together, that she often looked at her lifestyle and compared herself to her mother who died fairly young. And she said, you know, I look at my mom's life and I'm following in her footsteps and I'm counting down the years that I have left. And she admitted to me um, a couple of months back that she had stopped counting down the years that she had left and she started counting up the life that she still has to live. And it's those moments, holy crap, like head to toe goosebumps, tears, like it's those moments that I get to live with people every day. I am so friggin' blessed. That's great. Well, congratulations for being able to, you know, shift full time into doing what you love and help people transform their lives. Um, anything else you want to share, talk about? I would just say that if I could leave your audience with any last piece of advice, that would be to be brave enough to ask yourself, what do I really want? And let go of what you think people want to hear and dig deep and, and be, do the courageous thing and take off the mask and be willing to admit those deepest, darkest desires, because this is a safe place to admit those. And you were designed to serve a mission. You have a purpose here. And it is likely that those deepest, darkest desires are what's going to set you on the path. And so I just want to give you permission to be able to admit that you want what you want and to take the courageous route, do the scary thing make the decision, give death to all other options and allow the universe and the feedback to be your guide. Because if I had not done those things, there are over 400 people whose lives would not be better because I wasn't courageous enough to step up to my deepest desires. And you can, and your story is valuable and your future is worth it. As far as people like currently what I'm struggling with is finding my passion. Like, like you, I want to help people. I want to help people beyond being a paramedic. Do you have any advice for people that aren't really sure? Like they know they're not serving their life's purpose or doing what they should be doing, but 
how to figure out what that is? Yeah, I do. Actually, I do. Um, for any of you that are listening, feel free to sign up for one of my free why finding sessions. I've been doing those live on Facebook. And what I have found is that when we ask, what is it that I want more of? And then dig into why I want more of it. Your purpose, your passion, your mission reveals itself. And once you get clarity on what it is that you want out of this life and why you want it, the how will find its way. It really will. And, and I, ha I have to be totally honest. I didn't know the how. I didn't know the how four years ago. I had no idea how I was going to create the life that I am living today. But because I decided and because I took that next step, the universe gave me feedback. And it has been guiding me ever since. And it is so exciting. So that, that really would be my advice is, is contact me. We'll do a free Wi-Finding session. And, and in that, your, your purpose, your value, your mission, your heart will, will absolutely show itself. And then it's clear, it'll become clear to you what those next steps will be. That's great. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Tell people, yes, tell me where people can find you, connect with you if you want. Yeah, I would love to connect. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Jessica okay. Smith Dos Santos. Uh, feel free to email me. It's Jessica Smith Inspire at gmail.com. Or you can just text or call me. My number is 775-830-4447. And it would just be my honor to connect. I love, I love stories. I love stories of human life and really just like those dumpster fire moments. Those are the moments that define what happens next. Um, so, so cool. I love what you're putting out. So just thank you to you for hosting this podcast and sharing these incredible dumpster fire stories to let people know that there's hope. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I'll definitely check out all of your social media and see what else you you're up to. I'm interested in your coaching. I, I think you're great. You have a great story. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks for letting me share it. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show. It has been my pleasure. I can't wait to tune in to other episodes and hear about other people's dumpster fires. Um, I actually have this book called Humans, and it was written by Brandon Stanton. And it literally is a compilation of just human stories. Oh. And... <laughs> I love what you are putting out in this world and just sharing hope and sharing stories. And I can't wait to tune into more. Yay. I want to give a big thank you to today's guest, Jessica Smith Dos Santos. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Dumpster Fire Diary. If you enjoyed this episode, please click subscribe or share this episode with your friends. You can follow me across all social media at Dumpster Fire Diary. Take care of yourselves until next time.